Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, it's time for Regions Business Radio. Regions Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Embrace the if in life. Member FDIC. Now, here's your host, J.D. Mueller. Thank you, Mike Salmon. Good to be with you today. I'm J.D. Mueller, host of Regions Business Radio. I run commercial banking for Regions in uh, North Georgia. And that, that, that includes sort of the North Gwinnett area all the way up to Highlands, North Carolina, East Athens. And uh, we cover uh, a lot of different size businesses and industries in this area. And I'm very excited about, you know, by the way, Mike Salmon, podcast hosts always say stuff like this. I'm really excited. But are we really excited? You, you are. I try to be. You always are, yes. I try to. And, and our guest today brings... Energy unlike anyone else. Oh, this will be the best show ever. Well, since the last one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The president and CEO of the Gwinnett Chamber, Nick Messino, is our guest today. Nick, thank you for joining me. J.D., I have to tell you, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> he's, he's, I'm so enthusiastic <laughs> You about are, being here. I can <laughs> tell. I just, I, I hear that, and, and so many times you hear people go, I'm so excited to be in. Yeah, then they start snoring. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you're really excited to have me today, JD. But we're uh, uh, all kidding aside. I know you're busy. You got a lot going on growing this great county that we're in. And um, uh, so, for you to give us a few minutes today, I really do appreciate it. And so do our listeners. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to your position as the president and CEO of the Gwinnett Chamber. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's my first time in the new studio uh, at Business uh, Radio X. It's absolutely gorgeous right here in the Gas South District. Uh, and thank you so much. And uh, I, I'm honored to be here. And you, you invited me, and I was just looking forward to getting it on the calendar. We did, and here we are. Yeah, so thank so you. Thank you. Um, I joined the chamber on February 5th, February 6th um, of 2007. Uh, a little while ago. Uh, I was in the economic development space for about 13 years. And July 1st of 2019, I was uh, uh, I started as the president and CEO of the Gwinnett Chamber. Okay, so I'm, do I'm, so I'm doing some quick timeline here. So you join in February of 2007, leading right into one financial crisis. So uh, I'm not saying it's your fault, but the, it, it quickly came after that. So then you become the, the president. In, did you say 2019? Uh, the summer of 19, right Bef before. Wow, that, that track record, Nick. I'm concerned about that. Well, you could be. Or the eternal optimist in me said somebody at the chamber was a prognostic uh, expert and knew <laughs> we got to get the right person in place. That's the right answer. the blank hits the fan. Yes, that's the right answer. Yeah. Perfect, oh, perfect. Thank you. So uh, I've, I've never had anyone point that out, but I'm glad I had a good, smart-ass response. <laughs> you did. That's exactly right. No, that's that's quintessential uh, Nick Messino, always on it. I've, I, 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 the few meetings that we've been in together, you never miss an opportunity to hit, to hit the nail on the head, so that's good. Um, you. In your role, your current role, you know, what, what all do you do? 
I mean, that's a big question, but what responsibilities do you have? Uh, I'm going to answer that in a question. Uh, I've got to back up. I, I don't know if you know this, but I was the mayor of the city of Swanee. I do know that. For eight years. Yeah. And I was elected in 2000. And what happened the next year? <laughs> 9 <laughs> 11. I've only right now put all that together. As a matter uh, of fact, I think this episode just ended. I don't, I don't know what's coming quick, next. Get in the shelter. <laughs> Um, well, you're not making a job change anytime soon. Are I, you? I, well, that's up to the board. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Mike uh, with Business Radio X is one of my bosses as a Gwinnett Chamber board member. Uh, so, that's up to him and the rest of the board. Oh, just kidding. Uh, the short answer to your question is what do I do? What's the day uh, as president and CEO? I, I am really blessed. I love my job. Uh, I've never repeated the same day once in since 2000. It was the same with economic development. Each day throws you mm. a curveball. Uh, you have to be able to catch that or hit it, whatever the right analogy is. Yeah. Um, and it's really exciting. So my function is to make sure I'm championing business. Okay. And that could look differently each day, each week, each, each month. But in the in the end, to sim- simplify it, we are a membership organization, voluntary membership organization of business, nonprofits, and community leaders, and those community leaders could be from the, the chair of Gwinnett County, Nicola Hendrickson, to yep. any of our municipalities, to our superintendent. And so we touch all of Gwinnett County um, from philanthropic to entertainment. Uh, I, I serve on the, the Gas South District uh, board. Uh, board uh, one of our board members is the, the leader of Aurora Theater. I mean, we, we, we touch all corners of Gwinnett County. Yep. And we want to make sure that we continue to have a thriving community. So we identify things that we can see in the future that could be an obstacle to that, to us thriving. Okay. And we try to get in front of those things, remove them, adjust them. Uh, and that can just look differently from uh, driving a special purpose local option sales tax uh, election uh, that happens every four to five years. Uh, it just it just depends on what it looks like. Making okay. sure we have the workforce for the future. Oh wow! I mean, it's just oh, wow. you, you don't know where you're going to go. Uh, some of it has a bit of a pattern to it. Uh, also, at the chamber, we love to recognize people, and yeah. we do awards and events. And man, we like to network. Great events. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, y'all have some really good events from from recognizing businesses of all sizes, mm-hmm. woman-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, and. Um, you know, it means a lot to those recipients. It, it is really amazing. I, I think the chamber does a really good job. Once someone's a finalist, we've created these little, uh, I call them a button, uh, where they can post on their social media. Yeah. And it just all of a sudden, you can tell when they've sent out those emails yeah. with all those little badges and buttons because it pops up on every social media platform. And then you get to the event. And you're, it's like all this energy driving towards that event, and then you announce the winners, and it's, it's very exciting. And uh, people do get I mean, it. My favorite is when people add it to their signature line on their email address. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a Gwinnett Chamber Small Business Award winner. Or, oh, that's so know, cool. Or a, a Moxie Award winner. And it's very cool. It is. And, and they deserve it, you know? And I think that a lot of times, you know, business owners, they labor. And, and, you know, they're not worried about their mortgage. They're worried about all their employees' mortgages, too, and to be recognized for whatever they do so well by their peers in the chamber, the business community. What a blessing to those businesses. What's, what's a favorite success story of a business in Gwinnett County that, that may have won an award? Or is there any, you know, heartstring type of story that comes well, to mind? Okay, I'm going to answer that question a little differently. Okay. We have a, uh, an event, a program every year, 
uh, where we recognize uh, first responders, uh, police officers, firemen, and women, 911 operators. Okay. Um, and, and that is an incredible program. It's and, given me chills. I mean, it, oh, it, that, it, that's amazing. The, and Ken Rutherford, who has been the kind of MC of that for years now, spends maybe 12 hours writing the script, calling and speaking to the people that are nominees and award winners, uh, making sure the photos are all perfect images of these people. Uh, and these are these are stories of people's lives being saved, S- people fishing on a rock on the Chattahoochee. You hear about it ten times a year, yeah. and they didn't time it right with letting the water out of the Buford Dam, and then the Swift Water Rescue going in there to save their lives. Oh my goodness! Uh, and those uh, officers putting their lives at risk. Um, I, for some reason, two years ago, we had two nominees that gave birth. Uh, to a child in the middle of like a car wreck. Uh, and uh, because the the woman in the car wreck was pregnant, she was nine months pregnant and uh, the stress of that forced the labor and, uh, and uh, you know, people unfortunately losing their lives, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, police uh, dogs uh, losing their lives uh, and, and being mortally wounded. It's it just, it really, it's, it, there's a lot of tears in that event. That's the one that really pulls on the heartstrings. Um, on the other side, there's so many positive business stories uh, that uh, our, our awards programs point out too. And uh, there's nothing better than the person that risked it all uh, for a, a idea, a strategy, yeah. a concept, or a product, and they just toiled and toiled, and it turned into something amazing. And it's maybe a household name in Gwinnett County, or you know, sometimes uh, globally. Uh, uh, one example. Uh, is do you remember your first dial-up modem? Oh yeah. What was it? Uh-huh. Do you remember the brand? Anyone? Uh, I don't know. Mike, do you remember one? Okay, Mike's AOL. No, no, no. The actual modem. Oh. In, in, no. Okay, and of course I'm drawing a blank on it right now. But 80% of all modems on the planet Earth were founded and created in Norcross, Georgia. No way. Yes, is that right? of which I'll have to Google it. We're gonna have uh, to Google it. But now my <laughs> mind is thinking wasn't of it scientific. Uh, it wasn't. Sci- uh, it, it, it was not Scientific Atlanta. Oh. Now uh, we're going. We're going Rogan. Hey, uh, hey, Mike, search that up for us while we're uh, while we're talking here. Um, and, but and, but and now you're talking about this modem, and my mind's going bing, bing, bing. Oh, that, the worst know? sound ever, right? <laughs> uh, if you're a Gen X or older, you know that song. That sound yeah. too well. Uh, so the guy that founded that company and and literally supplied the world with eighty percent of the modems uh, still lives in Gwinnett County. Um, oh, he's wow. still you know, not super active in the community, but he's there. I, I just saw him about a year and a half ago. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, they think about a chamber and they think about advocating for business, you know, economic development. But I love that you shared the community aspect of, of, of honoring our first responders, our policemen, our firemen. That, uh, what, what a wonderful answer to the question, to, to the conversation. Because who are we without those people? Well, well, I did economic development. I still do it, but it's yeah. not what I do every single day. What makes or breaks a community is safety. And if you don't, if your citizens, your businesses don't feel safe mm. and protected, mm. really, almost nothing else matters. I mean, you could have the best schools in the world, uh, you could have the best talent, but if they don't feel safe, yeah. they're not going to want to be here. Yeah. And so. Uh, you, we should never forget uh, the folks that keep us safe every day. The fire, EMS, 911, police, 
all the different divisions. Uh, it, it's really, it, it's, it's to me, one of the foundational things. Oh yeah. I need to, I need to, uh, uh, get involved with that to some extent. Um, thanks for sharing that. I, I love that answer. Let's hit rewind a little bit. Economic development. There may be somebody that's listening. They, they've heard of it. You know, they know that there's, you know, an economic development team partnership, Gwinnett, perhaps, um, at the Gwinnett chamber, but what does an economic developer do? Sure. Uh, it, just very briefly, the a true economic developer gets up every day to work to recruit, retain, and expand businesses in their community. And because all communities are slightly different or dramatically different, the work may look different. Mm -hmm. In Gwinnett, we have five targeted industries. Okay. These are industries that are our top industries, which means we have a lot of talent, a lot of workers, talented workers in that workspace. And a prospective company is going to look at our analytics and our data first and know that we have a lot of corporate regional workforce. Okay. We have a lot of technology workforce, life science, advanced manufacturing, and supply chain. Mm -hmm. So those are our five targets. But we also know that retail is a really big industry in Gwinnett. Yeah. But you don't recruit retailers. Retailers have a model to themselves. They look at demographics. They like... Blue people that are six foot two, uh, that you know, whatever, eat strawberries. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, that was just totally made up, but they know what they want and they're chasing rooftops. Yeah, and we have a million people in Gwinnett County and growing. Yep, and so retail, we don't go out and recruit retail, they're they know where they want to go, and you might, you might want that new retail concept, but if you don't fit their profile, then they're not coming to your right. community, right? Right, so um. Give, give us those five again, if yeah, you Yeah, sure. Um, advanced manufacturing, supply chain, corporate regional headquarters, yep. which is generic. That could be an insurance company. That could be a financial institution. Uh, then it's advanced, I'm sorry, uh, life sciences okay. and technology. Okay. And within technology, um, what we're really strong is in telecommunications. Gotcha. Not your old telephony using again another <laughs> gen x and older uh, yeah. term but uh mass communication uh on the corner of 316 and i-85 you might see some giant people call them satellites but yeah. they're actually antennas okay. communicating with the satellite yeah but people always refer to the, the big dishes yeah like the gigantic ones that is a very advanced telecommunications company and that's the type of technology we're really good at. And to circle back to what we mentioned Scientific Atlanta earlier, they were a telecommunications company. They communicated at your desktop or your set top, I'm sorry, which is the old school TV yep. with the box on top that you're communicating with. Oh, yeah. And so we've been very, we're very good at that. And, and, you, and you talk about those industries and, and it mirrors the industries that we at Regions are, are very good at, um, you know, uh, Supply chain, for example, um, we, we, we just initiated, and I think you'll find this interesting. I'm going to tell you something that you're not aware of. Uh, we just stood up a, 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 a business model for where we want to focus on domestic companies with foreign-owned parents that may also need supply chain finance. So it's, a, it's advanced finance of foreign receivables, and a lot of our peer banks will not necessarily – engage with a domestic company with a foreign-owned parent because they're not familiar with the foreign parent. So what we do is we underwrite the foreign parent. We may get to know them. 
we may go over there for a meeting, but we find that it helps us support the domestic companies and their employees by taking it to that level. And that's, that's why we're trying to grow in Gwinnett. Our, our internal marketing strategy is called Grow Gwinnett. You know, um, you talk about a million people, and that's certainly something that we're always proud to talk about. You think about um, uh, the GCPS and 11th largest school district in the nation, 183,000 students. They, you know, they educate one in 10 students in the state of Georgia, $3 billion budget. And, and you and I are, are blessed to, to have a little bit of a, you know, a part in their success. Well, we look at that and we say, uh, the, the flip side of that is in my world. I mean, that's that's the financial education, or the, excuse me, that's the education department. Gwinnett County is a $26 billion deposit market. The FDIC market share report, they just took a snapshot of it, I guess, six days ago now, and we'll know that that report probably August, September, $26 billion held in deposits in the county that, that you that you have such an impact on. And, and we're looking to grow those. So how do we do that? We tell our story more broadly. We try to engage in the same industries that, that you do. And, um, you know, we're building some, some, some really good uh, branches. And I think we're just telling our story more, which is, you know, why we do this podcast and bring in a, a guy of influence like yourself. So, uh, you know, a little, bit of, a little bit of that story. What I want to direct all that to is some of the stats around business in Gwinnett. 650 international companies, if I remember correctly. C correct. And you just stole exactly where I was going to go. Uh, I always just say over 600, the number, you know, ebbs and flows. Um, and a quarter of our population, so a million people, 250,000 people were born outside the United States. So wow. we, we are the most international corner of Metro Atlanta, Georgia, arguably the Southeast. Yep. Probably the only place that's more international than us might be the greater Miami area. Okay. But they're not diverse. Uh, they've got a lot of uh, Latino, Hispanic, and white people and some black people. That's not true diversity like Gwinnett is, where we're the fifth most diverse county in the United States. The only other county more diverse than us on the East Coast is Brooklyn. Wow. And, As and, measured by what? Uh, by the diversity index uh, rating okay. uh, done by Esri. So okay. there's an 84% chance if two Gwinnettians randomly meet, there'll be a different ethnic background. And Whoa, say that again, an 84% chance. 84% chance if two Guanetians randomly meet, they will be from a different ethnic background. That's fascinating. It, it is very fascinating. And what I have found when I've, I've looked into and researched and drilled down on the top 100 most diverse counties in the United States, you basically have to have a population formula that has at least 10% of a group, Asian, Hispanic, black, white, or other, okay. at 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 least a level of all four of those, four of them have to be more than 10% of your population. When you get to that number, where you have that much diversity, so lots of different types of people, that's how you become more diverse. Um, why is that important? Back to economic development. Yep. We have a global economy. We do have 24,000 businesses in Gwinnett County, yeah. uh, 10,000 sole proprietors. The man or woman that got up and decided, I'm gonna start a company, they don't have employees yet. Yep. That makes you the difference between a sole proprietor and, a, and an actual company. Yep. So that's 34,000 businesses if you count the sole proprietors. Um, many of them are immigrants to the United States um, that had an idea, a strategy. Uh, so our, our, Or a our, skill. You know, I mean, absolutely. A skill, strategy, a thought process yeah. to create something new. And to circle back 
which I, you're right, I did not know uh, your focus area on the foreign parent, the foreign-owned parent owning a company that they either acquired or they even started here and created a U.S. subsidiary. Yep. They are very difficult to bank because they don't have traditional U.S. credit history. That's they right. don't have a social security number. They don't have an FDI number. And that's been a real struggle to find financiers because one of the first things, once they've decided, yes, we want to be here in Gwinnett Metro Atlanta, we immediately say, let's get you in front of an attorney, a CPA, a banker to start, like we got to find you a place. So it may have been a real estate broker first, but then all those other things have to yeah. fall into place very quickly. Then somebody moves here and they might have a trailing spouse and family. Yep. We got to find them schools where they can, we can get the language assistance. We've got to get that trailing spouse a driver's license so he or she could drive the kids yep. uh, to the grocery store. I mean, all these things mm -hmm. where it's so difficult to move. And so banking, which is so important to a business, I mean, crucial, yep. right? One of the top three things, it is it, it, not just every bank offers the same services. I mean, it's far from uh, that being the truth. And yeah. I'm so glad that I have another uh, arrow in my quiver of a great bank to work with to refer businesses to. Yeah, no, we appreciate that. I mean, it, it's it's a differentiator, right? I mean, we, we look at, we, we all of us do basically the same. We're going to accept deposits. We're going to make loans. And then we try to we try to identify an area where we can separate ourselves. And that's an area that we see that, that we're doing. We're, I mean, the uh, the XM the XM Bank. We're the number one uh, lender uh, for export import lending in the nation, and 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 it's regions. We're we're out of Birmingham. Nobody thinks of us, you know, sort of elbowing up to a table with a large international bank, and yet yet here we are, and we're doing it through, like I said, export import financing, supply chain finance, you know, global parent type of stuff. So I think that's just important to share. Our listeners are getting to hear you and I have a conversation about our each of our expertise here, but they can benefit from that too. Um, by, and I, I wonder that. how many listeners, when you just said XM Bank, even knows what that is. Well, you know, uh, it's, probably very few know what it is, but those that do, they need to call us. <laughs> right, yeah. If you, if you knew that term... Yeah. Uh, What's your, what's your cell number? How do we get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can look me up on Business Radio X. <laughs> oh, so uh, economic development. I want to, if I can, that when in my mind when I think about a chamber, in addition to engaging the community, being an advocate for business, a lot of times at the capital, mm -hmm. both state and federal, um, economic development is so important as you as you recruit those new businesses, do you find that that Gwinnett is focused on business from a certain ge geographical area elsewhere that, that we're really good at bringing to Gwinnett? Yes. We're not that unique in that because when you start drilling down, there's like 230 different countries in the world. How many of them is their economic situation advanced enough that their businesses are prepared to actually start selling their product or service abroad mm -hmm. and that they actually need a they actually need a operation abroad it narrows down from 230 to maybe 40 yeah, um, yeah. and you you know who they are uh, right so right off the bat Japan yep Germany mm -hmm. uh, interesting because of our history with them but right. the United States, as a philanthropic uh, country, after World War II, we did not ignore them or treat them poorly. We invested, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, Georgia this year 
is celebrating its 50th anniversary of having an office in Berlin. Well, actually, I'm sorry, in Germany. Okay. It's actually in Munich now. Uh, and the 50th anniversary of having an office in Tokyo. Oh, wow. So the state of Georgia has been recruiting companies uh, for a long time, but actually established an office 50 years ago wow. in both those places. So this is not a surprise. Gwinnett's has about 600-plus companies from uh, abroad, 110 individual operations in Gwinnett from Japan, okay. and 100 from Germany. Oh, wow. So uh, interesting, right? Yeah, and it think is about very the interesting. long history of that developing. So then it's uh, England, okay. then it's France, then it's Switzerland, Sweden. It's all European companies into number 10 in the last few years, uh, replacing another European company. No surprise, South Korea. Oh, yeah. So, well, so not, not a surprise at all. Um, thir- I think 13th largest economy in the world, that little peninsula of a yeah. country, probably the size of less than Georgia. Uh, and they're just doing really well on the, on, the, on the global scene. Interestingly enough, Metro Atlanta, with most of that population, or at least half, being in Gwinnett, um, we have the fourth largest Korean population in the United States. Uh, right here in Metro right? Atlanta. And, oh. and the question would be why? Gwinnett County specifically is the number one place a Korean immigrant that moved to the United States would move to after they located in the United States. They moved to the places they know. New York, D.C., San Francisco, L.A., Seattle, yeah. Chicago. Okay. Maybe, maybe Dallas, Houston, maybe. And then they were like, okay, this is great, but... I've heard of this place called Duluth yeah. in Gwinnett, outside of Atlanta. And that's what happened for 20 years. And that's why we have an enormous uh, Korean population. And then you drill down on Indian, Pakistani, yeah. Chinese, Middle, uh, Middle Eastern of all different cultures and backgrounds, and then Eastern European. Yep. Like the new immigrants have found Gwinnett. I mean, we are the New York or Philly or Boston of 100 years ago. Uh, oh, wow. And, and just think what that will look like in our future as the world becomes flatter and diversity is, you know, it's, it's, it's the now and it's the future. And because of our global economy, companies like Intuitive Surgical that created the Da Vinci Surgical Robot is moving the majority of their operations from greater San Francisco yep. to Peachtree Corners, Peachtree Corners. County. Yeah, for uh, sure. Half a billion dollar investment. Number one reason why, when we found out that you were back-to-back-to-back-to-back times nine, number one place to do business in the United States, we thought, let's zero in on the southeast. Let's take a look at Raleigh. Let's take a look at these other exciting places, Austin. And then they found out about how diverse we were and said, we're selling these Da Vinci robots all over the world, and you have access to 150 different languages spoken fluently in the homes of Gwinnesians. Yeah. This is where we want to be. In our school system. In our school system. Isn't that amazing? And the school system is made up of citizens, right? Yep. Those yep. are the children of our citizens. Yeah. So that that's a huge win. Um, it, it makes me want to ask, uh, Nick, when, when, when we're talking with our clients, the number one challenge, aside from the current environment, environment that we're in with rising interest rates, limited capital, whatever the case may be, finding and retaining top quality talent. That is, that's a hurdle that's a challenge for 100% of our customers. When I say that, what do you think about, especially through your lens of being a, a Gwinnett professional? I think that that concern 
is not unique to Gwinnett, Metro Atlanta, or Georgia. There's been a paradigm change that was happening before COVID, but absolutely accelerated. And there's the older mindset that I've given you a job and you should work hard for me versus I think it's flipped. And have we created a place where that employee feels relevant, needed? Mm-hmm. Do, are, they, are we there for them and their development? And I'm telling you, if you, if that's not the type of environment you've created, if you're still sitting back in the 80s and 90s saying, I've, and I, I think we're probably both Gen Xers, yep, probably. right? Give uh-huh. or take a couple of years. Uh-huh. Uh, we grew up and we were just happy to have a job. Yeah. And we didn't want anything other than a paycheck and maybe some decent benefits. That yeah. is not what the folks that are coming behind us want. They want to know that my, the company I work for is for me. Yeah. And if you're not for them, you're just for yourself and you're like, I'm so good, you should be happy to work here, then you're going to continue to have exacerbated turnover. But if you could turn it around and be for them, mm-hmm. um, there's a great book called Four, uh, written by a local author, Jeff Henderson. Okay. And it's about marketing, where the the new successful companies aren't bragging about how great they are. They're out there make, giving world-class service. Uh, and you don't have to look far, just look across the street, Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A doesn't have to brag about how great they are because all their customers are bragging about it. Yep. And you turn the lens. And if you're for somebody, you're for your customer, you're for your employee, you're going to have a bright future. Yeah. If you're still stuck in the uh, bragging about yourself because and your clients and employees aren't bragging about you, you're going to exacerbate turnover. You need to really think about what can I do for them other than giving them a paycheck? Wow. Yeah, that is a paradigm shift compared. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not sure about you. I mean, my dad worked at a printing company his entire career and he He'd get up and he'd go, you know, go to work and he'd have to put on blue shirt, blue pants, and he'd come home smelling like ink. But when the at the end of the day the the job was over, he knew tomorrow morning he'd go run that press again, mm-hmm. yeah. and that was it. You know that that was it. There wasn't uh, that that's that's really good tip. I hope somebody can can take what you just shared and and think about how that applies to their business. What are they doing to to engage with their employees at that level? It's not about the company bragging about themselves. It's about bragging on your employees and, and listening to them and uh, helping them accomplish what they want to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Just, just same, same topic. Yep. You're the leader of an organization. Are you looking at your benefits every year, every single year to make sure you're competitive that you're, you're giving, have you asked your employees what benefits would they like? Because I can tell you your 20 year olds don't care about insurance. They don't. They, they really do not. They think they're going to live forever. Now, thank God we care about them and we're trying to, we're like, <laughs> why do I need life insurance? Uh, no, just listen, we just, we're giving it to you for free. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, 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 we can't, we're not going to take this away and give you the, the cash difference. Uh, but we <laughs> but started, they'll ask. Oh my God, they will. And I, I, they also, by the way, no filter, right? Like the things that <laughs> no. you and I at 25 would never, we, I don't even know that we thought it, they're saying it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and yeah. what, what you have to do is not act surprised uh, and, and, and don't roll your eyes and, and, and try to figure out where they're coming from. Uh, just a really small thing I stole uh, three years ago. I was sitting at a Starbucks line, uh, and I looked up, and they were recruiting people. And it said, uh, you know, hey, great wages and, you know, free, free coffee and free Spotify. And I thought, wow, Spotify, that's really interesting. And as I thought about it, I thought, well, they probably just did a deal with Spotify. 
uh, in Spotify, they said, Hey, would you like to have a hundred thousand customers tomorrow? Yes. Great. We're going to, we're going to, let's work out a deal and give you all Starbucks free Spotify, every yeah. Starbucks employee. Uh, so it was probably a real win-win for them, but I thought, well, I've got 34 employees. I don't think I can work out a deal with Spotify. Uh, but I thought, what could I give my employees? Um, that would be unique and cool that I could talk about during an interview. And I honestly was like stuck on Netflix. I was like, I'm going to give all our employees free Netflix. And so I started talking to some of the leadership team. And one of the ladies said something interesting about this whole phenomenon of self-care, which is a term I don't use as a 52-year-old man. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, okay, what do you mean self-care? And they're like, well, if we're going to give Netflix, Nick, that might be your self-care, chilling and, you know, turning off uh, work and watching a movie. Uh, okay, I'm like, yeah, that, that would be something that was interesting to me. They're like, well, maybe uh, for a lady that works here, because we're chambers of commerce are typically female-dominated industries, so we, we cater to what to, we have four men and 30 women that work at the Gwinnett Chamber, okay. and that is almost across the board about the demographic of most chambers. And so they might want something different. Like, they might want a, you know, uh, the, the uh, what's... Audible. They might oh, want yeah. Audible. Okay. They might want one of those uh, things where they deliver food to your house so they don't have to prepare a meal for themselves. It's it shows up and they just have to put it together. Yeah. And yeah. and and they and of course all the ladies in my office had all these great ideas. So now if you're an employee of the Gwinnett Chamber, you have 20 different programs to choose from, uh, including the gym of your choice, and we will expense twenty dollars a month towards your self care. Wow. Now, is that for me or for my chamber? It is because it's about retention and recruitment. And it's unique and it's interesting and it's it's different. And, uh, and now it's only $220 a year. No, sorry, $240. $240. Bad math. That's yeah. why I'm not a bad guy. And I, this is also what I did. I didn't just give everybody a $240 raise. I wanted to remind them every month during their expense report, they're filling out their expense report. Some people don't do a lot of expenses. Yep. They've got maybe some mileage, and then they've got that self-care, 20 bucks a month, and it reminds them every single month yeah. that they did something for me. Well, they go in and they think about, I mean, I would, at, let's say a gym, they walk in through XYZ gym, and they're, they walk through that door thinking, you know, thanks, Nick. Yeah, well, and, you know, some gyms are like 40 bucks, so I'm paying for 50% of it. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And and we're, we're it was again. I just I didn't create anything. I saw I stole an idea from Starbucks, and then my leadership team turned it into what I just described. Oh, that! But but that's valuable to somebody that's listening. Somebody that's listening may have gone through something rec something recently where maybe a a valued employee left, and maybe the the executive or the owner is scratching their head, going, "What did I do wrong? Or or how could I have done that better?" So the impact of a twenty dollar credit for meal delivery service or, or a gym or Spotify, Starbucks, whatever it is. How has that been on morale? Oh, well, it's great on morale. Like you, the people that already work there, this was just something we rolled out. Hey, we're, we're going to do this. And people were pumped. Uh, and then like once a year we say, Hey, do you want to add anything to the list? And so that, you know, you get all these incredibly interesting ideas uh, and we, we, we might add them. We, we honestly, we really don't care what they spend the $20 on. Uh, yeah. We just, they just have to choose something. Uh -huh. uh, and then they just turn in a receipt with their expense report. And uh, the fun thing though about it is when you're recruiting new talent okay. and you talk about that, they're like, what? I get 20 bucks a month to just feel like basically whatever is important to me. Yes, exactly. Come on. Yeah. People love it. 
Well, and, and look, I mean, it's, it's an investment back into them that they wouldn't otherwise do. I wonder how many people may go to a gym because you, you cover half of it, and normally they wouldn't have done that. You well, get what I'm saying? Oh, no, that's great. Now, think about that. What if that's actually true and that they get healthier and we end up saving money on our health insurance? Could happen. It could happen. Now, that was that the intention was not for us to win in the end. Right. It was to give a win to our employees. And oh, be, absolutely. Be, it, 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 to be honest, I mean, we were, I was trying to create something that was unique. Yeah. But, but I didn't just show up with my idea saying, let's give everybody Spotify or Netflix because I saw Starbucks did this and Starbucks is smart enough to know what's the right thing to do. Yep. I just threw it on the table and our leaders developed this concept. I would have never in one million years came up with self-care. Like I, I couldn't even remember what it was called half the time. I'm like, what, what's that thing we call it? <laughs> it's just not, you know, it's not me, yeah. uh, but it's not for me. It's not, I mean, we don't have a bunch of 52 year old Gen Xers in the chamber. There's just, you know, right. actually I might be the only one, uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but my point is it was not for me. It was for people younger than me. It was for you know, the, our population. Well, that's, that's valuable for somebody listening that, that may be going through that. And you gotta, you gotta, to say think out of the box, I mean that that's that's an overused cliche, but you know we got to meet people where they are. Maybe that's a better way of saying it: is meet people where they are. What are you going through? What can we help you with? Because somebody may change every year in your situation, and they're welcome to. You know, they yeah. might might flip from one thing yeah. to the other. Maybe maybe every month. Um, you you just said something really important. Every business leader really doesn't. You could be a nonprofit leader, a government leader, does not matter. Are you asking your employees, what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, guess what? Everyone wants a race. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Just forgot it. We know that's going to be an answer. Yeah. Uh, but but you know we these benefits aren't for me. They're for you. What do you need? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, if you just ask that question, most people might say, "Oh, it's all fine. You got all the important things covered. I appreciate the four hundred one k. Appreciate the medical insurance. And so glad we have short term and long term disability." Um, because they're not even worried about it because it's almost most companies have that. Right. But just being asked the question because you're, and you would have to say, because if we, if you, if there's something that you need, I just want to know about it. Right. And, it and if it's a customized thing for you, hmm. let's talk about that as maybe some sort of additional bonus concept for you. Mm-hmm. But if you find out five people have this common need, yep. maybe it's time to relook at your benefits package. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or, or, or identify um, uh, an existing member that, you know, that could help you with that. Uh, speaking of existing members, let's, let's transition um, to uh, the pitch for, for new membership in, in the Gwinnett Chamber. Um, maybe somebody's listening that's not a member of Gwinnett Chamber. You have, you have a variety of levels and you have different programs. Uh, what would you say to somebody that, that, that may need your help? First of all, I would say most region bank customers are very, very smart people and they're probably all chamber members, but let's just say that there's one that's not. <laughs> uh, I, we offer the opportunity for connecting, networking, expanding your reach. We, again, talked a lot about liking, we like to recognize people, mm-hmm. promotion of them, their organization, the success, their employees. Uh, we also, for medium and small companies that don't have a training department or an HR department, we become that that, that place where they can go for the most recent knowledge in okay. HR, legal, what's going on in the community. Uh, uh, is that, by the way, is that through staff or through partners? You know, if, if somebody needs help legally yes, or with HR it's, issues? It's, it's all the above. Okay. Plus okay. it's programs, it's, it's committees. We have an HR group uh, okay. 
the human resource management. And if you're an HR professional, you want to gather with all other HR professionals, they meet once a month at the Gwinnett Chamber. Um, our, our learning programs are, are monthly on topics or our one-off events where we bring an industry leader together. And okay. if you're the CEO and you have a 15-person company, you do not have HR or a corporate trainer. That's right. You might do a fractional something, or you might use a trusted partner, which, okay, if you're a new company to the community, you need trusted partners. I would say absolutely start with the chamber. Yep. Uh, let us help connect you with people in the community that are well-vetted. Well, I'm, I'm laughing. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm okay. just I'm thinking about this this thing that I'm stuck on in my own personal development, which is a sort of sort of disconnecting productivity from connectivity, if that makes any sense. And 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 what I'm trying to focus on is connecting more frequently and more broadly um, without trying to value a relationship or a connection based on the product productivity of that relationship but just on the value of the connectivity. Meaning, I would rather introduce you to somebody that you need to know rather than me uh, try to sell you a product, for example. And that's what you do so well at the Gwinnett Chamber. Is, and you're just, you were just, that's why I laughed. Okay. Is because you were connecting. <laughs> yeah. That you, somebody moves into town, or maybe somebody's expanding, somebody's been here. They could be here for 20 years, but maybe they're in their own little segment. Yes. And they need to connect more if you would just come over here to to Sugarloaf Parkway and and sit down with our chamber staff, there are connections that we can help you with. You're 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 exactly right, and it is interesting you use that example because I'm I am always surprised of the business owner he or she that's been here for 10, 20, 50 years, and they, they they'll call me uh, and they'll say, Hey Nick, I I I have this challenge. Do you have a recommendation? I'm thinking, how do you not know these mm -hmm. 10 other people that are experts in what you need to accomplish? Yeah. And they just simply, they're just, they're back at their office or their plant or they're driving down to Hartsfield Jackson to fly. They're on the, they're a road warrior and yeah. they just don't, they don't know everything. They're it, doing their it, thing. They're doing their thing. They're in And they're, they're good at it. They're, they're maybe experts at it. Yeah. And they just don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And that's such an you know, overused expression, but there's just so much truth in it. Right. And so we, we love being that connector. We are, I guess at the end, what do I, what do we do? We're ultimate connectors. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's another uh, organization in any community that can connect B to B better than a chamber of commerce. Oh yeah. No, no, without a doubt. And you and your staff, you know, it's are very quick to help and your mind is always running when I've been with you or Megan Lesko or some others at the chamber, you know, it's all, Hey, I know somebody that can help you with that or call this person. They can, they can tell you something about this. And that, that's, that's what takes, uh, that's what takes a County of a million people and makes it feel Maybe not quite Mayberry, but pretty darn close. People always say Gwinnett is a really, really large small town. Uh, I agree and, with that. And, and I, I totally agree with it. If you And I have these neighbors. I see them. I don't know their names, but they live in my neighborhood, and they pull in, they pull in the garage, and they shut the garage door. And I don't see them. They're not mm. out doing yard work. They don't when I walk when I'm, my wife and I go for a walk, they're, but they're just doing their thing. That's what they're choosing to do. But mm -hmm. if you're a person that like I want to connect, yeah. Oh my gosh, you you 
there's unstoppable. Every small town in, in Gwinnett has a fall festival or a food truck Friday. If you want to connect on a social level, if you want to connect through your kids at Gwinnett County Public Schools, every activity from academics, athletics, if, if you want to connect and you're not connecting, there's probably something you're doing wrong. Yeah. Because this is about the easiest place to connect in the world. It really is. No one meets a stranger uh, in Gwinnett. And, um, I, you know, I, I'm so excited about what we're accomplishing and in our partnership with the Chamber. We sure do appreciate it, what it does for, for our clients. And, um, you know, I appreciate you coming out today and telling us a little. If, did, did we miss anything? Is there anything from a Chamber perspective or a Nick Messino perspective? that you might want to share with anybody that may be listening? We've got three things. Okay, um, oh, the, no, three no, things. I'm going to be really quick. Are number, they questions? We'll see. Oh. Uh, <laughs> i got I got to think of what they are first. Uh, okay, Num number one, okay. uh, probably don't want to come by the Chamber of Commerce right now as yes. we're in the middle of a $4 million, 23-year renovation. Yes. Uh, it's not taking I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's you not me to it. It's not 23 years, but it's been 23 years since we've done a, a renovation to the first and part of the second floor. Yep. Uh, but if you want to go have an incredible meal at Frankie's or uh, come experience the 1818 Club on the third floor, they'd love to have you. Or visit, visit the uh, CVB, Explore Gwinnett on the second floor, they'd love to have you. But the rest of the building is, is not in habitable right now. Yep. It's under renovation. Um, the, the second thing is about me. I'm really excited because my favorite time of the year is uh, coming up, which is college football. Yeah. And I was blessed uh, to go to the Ohio State University, hmm. uh, obviously one of the greatest football teams in the history of college football. And it, I'll grudgingly say go dogs, back-to-back uh, -back, uh, national champs. Uh, Peach State. I mean, Peach Bowl champions as well. Peach Bowl. Uh, and the uh, Peach State champions, and that's Pe great. I meant Peach Bowl champions against your I, Ohio State Buckeyes, yeah. I, I was there. Uh, yeah, was it, it was, other than three minutes, it was the greatest game. It uh, was. Except the last uh, two minutes of the game, which actually mattered. Well, uh, and, and we know how that feels <laughs> in that same building. And, and so here's the funny thing about that experience. Uh, I've lived in Georgia consecutively for 29 years. I do not follow UGA football, and I didn't know – uh, that you guys lose all those close games <laughs> uh, because this is what alumni have told me. And, and many of them said, I can't believe we won. And he, listen, to be honest, to be on the other side of a UGA college football fan, uh, and I don't even say alumni because half of them aren't alumni. They're just fans. Uh, and they're that, that, rabid and they're illogical half the time. But I have to give it to them. Back-to-back -back national champs. It's incredible. Um, but we lost to Georgia, and I've lived here for 29 years, and I was hoping for this day, well, that day, you know, just to go and, and play against them, and I thought this is going to be a pretty hard team to beat. They're very talented. Well, we were talented as well, yes. and I know that we had a hell of a game because I've not had one Bulldog fan smack talk me at all. And, oh, and, and, and I started yeah. asking them, like, why aren't I getting any smack talk? And this is the common answer is we don't typically use lose close games, so I don't think any of us believe we were going to win that game Af after getting basically manhandled uh, the second and third quarter. Oh. Uh, but it was a great game. Honestly, and, I, and my other Ohio State alumni friends, I say un, un, undetermined, unbashedly, it was the best loss I've ever experienced. It, it was the <laughs> national championship game. Oh, it was so great. And, you know, hindsight's 20. I, who knows if we would have done the same thing to TCU, but it was a great game. It was and, a great And game. because I do love Georgia – not the University of Georgia. Uh, <laughs> Come I, on, I, I, I love Go Georgia, dog. and I love Ohio State. Uh, so to have those two things come together was really fun. And then my last question for you okay. is a question, oh, my, no. one of three comments. Oh, crud. What's going to happen 
with the economy and the interest rates in the next six months. Well, I tell you what, if you would listen to our previous episode with our CIO, Alan McKnight, uh, he answers some of that in a very good fashion. We'll make sure we distribute that to you. Because when when we started the interview, I mentioned that he did not bring his crystal ball with him. He did not. Okay, he left um, it at home. Okay. He left it at home. Or back and, in the office. And then, by the way, we did have a lunch at the 1818 Club, and he didn't bring it out there either. He didn't. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, we're blessed. To, to your point, though, um, aren't we blessed to be in North Georgia, Metro Atlanta, where uh, – the severity of whatever's happening, um, we, we feel it. I, I don't want to jinx it, but um, we're, we're very blessed to have a robust economy in North Georgia, unlike many other regions in the United States. Uh, agree with you 100%, and that doesn't happen by accident. And to go back, which I think you did an eloquent job of highlighting, is Georgia, Metro Atlanta, and Gwinnett has their crosshairs on economic development. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that is a here or there. We're not really thinking about it. It is focused from the state level, from the Georgia Department of Economic Development, yep. to the governor's office, to uh, all the way down to uh, Gwinnett County's Office of Economic Development, Partnership Gwinnett, uh, our county uh, administrator, our county economic developer, our chairwoman of Gwinnett County, we are constantly in conversations about recruiting, retaining, and expanding businesses. Because the best thing you can do for the health of any economy is employ your citizens. Yes. And that, that is a top value and concern of all the people I know. Well, and without a doubt, you think about our friend uh, Tim Hamans, who runs the work-based learning over at Gwinnett County Public Schools. We have, we have, we have great students. You know, the, the trend right now, we can talk about the Ohio State University or, you know, my beloved Georgia Bulldogs. There, there, there's a segment of high school students that, that aren't going to go to college. Correct. And, and, and they, need, they need job training. I, I, uh, I have a daughter at UGA. I have, have other children. But my 15-year-old son, we're, uh, we're in the Hall County schools. He's going to take welding. And I'm telling him, buddy, you get to be a good welder, and you can graduate high school and go into a job and just, you know, sort of rock. So he my- could likely make seventy-five to eighty thousand dollars a year. There's different types of welding, as you probably know. Yep. And it, and you get the more customized ones. Or if he decides, hey, I want to go wanna work on a rig in the Gulf of Mexico, mm-hmm. he could probably make one hundred twenty-five thousand yes. dollars a year. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'd want to work on a rig. In Gulf uh, of I don't, Mexico, I don't but- think I would either. <laughs> but but you know, my point is, the Gwinnett County Public Schools has a lot to offer, and our work-based learning is really second to none. And we partner, I say we, meaning Gwinnett County Public Schools. We're on the same page, yeah. You know, it's uh, the opportunities there are endless. And I'd say that to any business owner or executive. If you you find yourself um, on the unending hunt for talent and you'd like to grow some talent, you need to talk to the Gwinnett County Public Schools, talk to the chamber, and see if we can't get people plugged into your business early so that they can grow, literally grow up in your business. Internships are key. Uh, we place dozens of interns just through our own board of directors. Um, it, the top, the conversations happen on a monthly basis. But you are right about the twelve, basically dozen plus career academies uh, yep. in Gwinnett County Public Schools. There's also the STEM schools. We, we have mm-hmm. more STEM schools than any other uh, community in the southeast. With wow. The uh, the original Gwinnett School of Math, Science, and Technology. Uh, then we had the uh, the the Health Science, the McClure Health Science. Then we had 
the, the, the I think it's Paul Duke Engineering School, and now we have the second-year AI school. Yeah. Uh, and so, you, you, so a county very close to us, uh, that l- first letter begins with F and ends in N, just opened up their first STEM school two years ago. We, we just opened up our fourth STEM school. Wow. Um, and these aren't like little yeah. schools inside a school. These are full-blown, fully built-out schools. You've seen right. yeah. what we do. With in a physical campus. Physical sure. campus. Yeah. But then if you decide that you want to go to Gwinnett Tech for either retraining or you want to get the, the – you go through Gwinnett County Public Schools and you want to get that next-level welding training, that's there for you. Yeah. Or you want to go to Georgia Gwinnett College, which all of the places I just mentioned – are highly focused on producing talent for the jobs needed in Gwinnett today. Yeah. Now, if you're yeah. blessed by the grace of God, you might go to Ohio State or that that's that school down the street, Georgia Tech, or that Dang. other one down the other street. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. I can't by, believe by the you way, went there. I don't know if you know this, but your, your university, if you go and look at your diploma, it actually says the University of Georgia. Well, we just don't make a point of it, you know, <laughs> like you guys do. What, one, one closing question. Inland Port coming to Hall County, Gainesville, Georgia, just up the road from where we are. I'm blessed to, to serve both counties uh, via chamber membership. Um, the impact that, that Inland Port is going to have on Gwinnett County, what would you say to that? It's very positive uh, for, for all of your entire territory. Because you, interestingly enough, said you go all the way up to the Highlands. Mm-hmm. That Inland Port is a competitive advantage against North Carolina and South Carolina as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to benefit the great folks of Hall County. It's going to benefit all of North Georgia, but it's going to allow the Georgia ports to be competitive against the Charleston port. Yes. yes. So it's it's a bit of a competitive uh, – it's, it, sure, it's going to serve all of us. It's also going to allow them to spread their reach into the Carolinas. Yeah, I think it's going to impact – it's going to impact all of us uh, in a very good way. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I, I knew when we turned these mics on that it would just flow like that. I, I just hope- can't believe we followed the script so well. Yeah, look at the script. <laughs> it's not even here. For the listeners, there is no script. That is exactly right. <laughs> Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. And uh, look, we look forward to having you again sometime. Thank you thank so Thank you much. for all you do for our community. And uh, thank you for listening to Regions Business Radio. I'm J.D. Mueller, commercial banking leader, market exec, and host of Regions Business Radio. Regions Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be accounting, legal, tax, investment, or financial advice. Regents believes this information to be accurate when recorded, but it cannot ensure that it will remain up to date. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation. The information should not be construed as a recommendation of a specific course of action for any individual or business. All Regents products and services are subject to qualification requirements, terms, conditions, fees, and credit approval. Regions reminds its customers that they should be vigilant about fraud and security and that they are responsible for taking action to protect their computer systems. Fraud prevention requires a continuous review of your policies and practices as the threat evolves daily. There is no guarantee that all fraudulent transactions will be prevented or that related financial losses will not occur. Visit regions.com backslash stop fraud or speak with your banker for further information on how you can prevent fraud.